Welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinny Rock Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. All right. This is going to be quick. I got a dude coming on here that's did a TED talk and he's freaking incredible and and his photography is insane. He's a veteran. He's one of the veterans that uh, I brought on to give them more exposure. Uh, I think this is going to be really successful for this individual. And so here we go. Before we get to that podcast, let's get to this, this, these um, sponsors, the people that make this all happen. And if you guys go support my sponsors, because they continue to push and help me make this podcast happen. I bought a nice little ring light for this, for this podcast and, you know, so on and so forth. We keep growing. Core Medical Group is a testosterone replacement therapy. It is a hormone replacement therapy. It is the place where you can get leveled. All you have to do is get your blood work done. They can help you with that. They can sign a place. They can find a place for you close to where you live right now. Get that blood work done, and they will tell you what you need to be normal. Yeah, very crazy how it is. But if you're a man over 25, 26, or 27, go get your hormones tested. Check where your testosterone levels are. I'm not sure if it's because of cheeseburgers or what, but our testosterone is dropping at a rapid rate, and you need to feel good again. Adding testosterone to your system will make you feel good. I promise. So go ahead up Core Medical Group. Hit me up. I'll get you a direct link. It's too easy. Live Bearded is a beard oil soap company. They got they got they got everything you can think of. They also have mustache wax if that's your thing. Go to Live Bearded and go give them a shout. Tell them that Rocco sent you. Use that promo code Rocco to get yourself ten percent off. Livebearded.com. Willie Peach Chocolate, homegrown. Made from his own hands. This kid is incredible. I call him a kid. This guy is incredible. He makes some awesome stuff. Also has some cocoa. You guys go check him out at willypeachchocolates.com. You will love it. I love it. Veteran note. GMR Gold. Go check out the Bullion Box, baby. Bullion Box is a subscription-based. You can get $200, $300, $400 worth of precious metals every month sent directly to your house. Yeah. I love this stuff. You guys go check out GMR Gold and Bullion Box. If you have questions, let ask me. All you got to do is ask. Barry Law is a law firm focused on getting veterans the disability ratings that they deserve. Did you hear me? What you deserve. They'll get it for you. They'll do their best work for you. And trust me, I've seen so many different stories of how much they've helped. It's incredible. You guys go check out PTSDlawyers.com. Use backslash Rocco if you want to hear my story. Give them a call. Let them know where, where, where you heard from them first on the Vinny Rock Podcast. Modern Gun School, mgs.edu, mgs.edu. Or you can go to their Instagram called Modern Gun School, and you can learn how to be an armor from the comfort of your own home. Yes, use your V your your VA benefits, use your GI Bill, use your Voc Rehab and get it paid. Several guys have done it so far and they love it. You guys would love it too. It's COVID safe. Go check it out. All right, on this podcast, you're gonna see some beautiful art. You're gonna talk about some beautiful art. I posted his art and now it's time to get to the podcast. Like he does. 
Boom, recording. Jason, uh, it is great to have you here on the Vinny Rock podcast. Uh, sorry about the hasty setup. We're traveling at the moment, but you know, I put out on social media, I wanted to give guys an opportunity to tell their story. I was given the opportunity to, to be put on a pedestal and my life has changed dramatically. And I want to kind of give that opportunity to others. Uh, and so we, you reached out to me because I think someone sent you my post and you were like, well, okay, let's do this. You know, um, looking deeper into it, man, there's, there's a lot of levels to you, which I think is really exciting to, to see. And it's such a different art form of what you present. And so I think it's different and not different. It's something that's not given attention is what I'd probably say better. And so Jason, please say your last name. Matthias. 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 And so you served in the military? Yeah, I was in the Air Force for six years, 2005, 2011. I saw on your, your TED Talk you were stationed, um, where was that? North Pole. North Pole. How was that? It was terrible. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it, it, was, it was formative. Yeah. Because, you know, I came from New York City. I grew up yeah. in suburbia plus Queens, which is, depending on where you're from, it's also suburbia. But, and then I got, like, thrust into north pole alaska where i was the only person who spoke fast and i was the only person who like had urban views urban yeah. viewpoints and um i mean you know how it is most of the military is like the the broadband of america and below and south. yeah 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 very very rural very you know back country i mean i was a drill sergeant and and i had my fair share of seeing all the kids and man i mean I had several kids who have never seen other ethnicities and you're like, that still exists in America. <laughs> I mean, obviously it still exists. <laughs> Just look at the news, but um, yeah, I, I, that was my first station. And how was it? It was really, it was terrible. Like you, when you, if you were to drive to North Pole, Alaska, you would hit the Alaskan wilderness or you would hit the Canadian wilderness and then you would drive for days and then you would hit North Pole and then you'd be like, Oh, I'm here. And then you would drive past North Pole and then there'd be nothing because it's a, it's a loop. So you go from like Washington up to North Pole through Canada and then back down to Anchorage. So once you get into Canada or once you leave Anchorage, it's like nothing above there. So it's super isolated. Um, you know, it's, it's a very first world country of me, but like we didn't have a Walmart when I got there. You know? <laughs> it was like the, the movie theater was just being built. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of things changed for me. Like I, I used to say that I shook off like the dust of New York City's concrete jungle because when I got there, I spent my first year in Alaska in my room playing video games. Really? Yeah, I just missed out on the whole wilderness for a year, two years. Because the second year I was like, oh, I want to go out and do cool stuff. And nobody would go with me Yeah. because I was an ammo troop and all we did was drink and get in trouble. <laughs> Let me ask you, what was the motivation for joining the military? Uh on the on the deepest level it's as i was always going to yeah. i am um a sixth generation first son and every first son in my family joins the military oh. um and it's like it was a story i was told once and i just always knew that it was going to happen because uh, there was never any pressure to you know looking back it was just something i was my dad was there so i figured i want to my grandfather was like a i'm told he was a, like a general equivalent in the philippine army during world war ii so um, the substrate was always there that I would make this thing happen. 
Yeah. And I just built it as a kid into my, my future plans. Yeah. I wanted to be a pilot, which never came close to fucking happening. But um, I'm assuming I get to curse on this, right? Oh, bro. I don't know how not to curse in life. <laughs> uh, yeah, that never came close to happening. But I just always thought that that was what I was going to do. Yeah. You know, my wife, uh, she's an Air Force brat, right? And so it's when we met, it was really cool because she understood the the levels of being in the military and the stuff that the the stuff that I have no control over. She was like, Yeah, I know, my dad got it, you know? And um she was born in the Philippines, dude. She's a Puerto Rican girl and she was she was born in the Philippines. She has her Philippines uh Filipino uh, birth certificate as well as her American one but it's a really cool thing that I was like man that's so incredible the the military that does things like that I mean you go to the North Pole never in your life in any other capacity would you ever have thought like you know what fuck it let's go to the North Pole <laughs> you know and so you know that's where you started your your excursions if you will right your your solo walks and hikes into to the wilderness yeah yeah just because no one would go with me <laughs> no I uh, I just got tired of being a, wanting to do something and no one else would let me do it, or, yeah. or no one else would go with me. So I just you know I just did it on my own. It well, just became very independent, I suppose. Yeah, and that's the one thing that to me is it, it strikes really interesting because I listened to the TED talks that you did, and we'll get to that later. But sometimes uh, just that that there's something in you that's like I'm done doing this routine there's something more, you know what I mean? And if you didn't discover that more, if you didn't take that just leap of like, screw it, let's figure this fucking out. You wouldn't be where you're at today. It's like the start of, of what you've created came from you making that decision of like, <laughs> I'm bored of doing the same thing. I got to try something different. And which looks like it's kind of, you, you know, turned into essentially with the art you, you've been able to put out today. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of tracing the web back to the beginning or the edge, but I suppose, yes. I mean, I, I, uh, I try to think about when I gain, sometimes, you know, you get those questions in interviews, like what was your hardest, most hardest thing you ever did or whatever. And I always go back to that. I don't know if I mentioned it in the talk, but um, I got lost in the white mountains by myself for three days. And, um, and that was really the hardest thing I ever did. And ever since that, I, I can always go back and be like, well, this isn't that hard. Yeah. You know? And um, I, sh I should have been scared then, but I, I, I'm, I'm going on tangents. This is just how my brain works. I'm just thinking. Oh, it's, it's perfect. But, um, yeah, that, I think, I mean, obviously everything had to start from somewhere and it's a snowball effect. I mean, that, that idea going back to the beginning, when I was in seventh grade, my art teacher drew a big ass black line through one of my drawings because it wasn't dark enough. The showers weren't dark enough. And that's when I gave up on it. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to listen to my mom. I'm just going to go get a job because this is all bullshit. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Right. So I left the whole art thing until I was in Alaska and yeah, the freedom to, to share my stories. Yeah. You had the freedom to do whatever you want at that point. I have an art story of walking away from art as well. Yeah. Uh, I was in high school drawing. I, I've always been an artist. I was, I actually was part of a team out here in LA that would go um, paint murals under the freeways to to get rid of some of the, the graffiti and we paint like really beautiful nature stuff and then two weeks later it'd be tagged over again <laughs> but it was the the efforts of it and I loved art I still to this day passionately um, love art that's I think why your story kind of I I was like 
fuck yes. This is kind of a cool interview because I do love that side of the mind that is so external to like what we have here, right? It's like, you have to think like that. I think it's a beautiful thing. And I had an art teacher, uh, we were doing shading on bodies. And so I, I, I drew a, a picture of a, of a bodybuilder, which I've always been intrigued with bodybuilding. And it just, to me, it just blows me away that someone could turn their body into this massive beast. Uh, and in part, I've always wanted to be a bodybuilder, but I don't have the commitment to be that big. <laughs> so I drew this dude and I'm shading him and everything. And I got to the hands and I knew I'd fuck up the hands. So I said, fuck though, no hands on this guy. I'm just letting him, he's posing and I'm just not doing the hands because everything else I gave so much effort to. And it was so beautiful to me. I was so proud of that, that when I turned it in, he gave me a fail because I didn't finish it. And I said, no, that is finished. I finished it. I finished. That's what I want. That's how I, as an artist, this is what I want to give you, you know? And he's like, no, fail. I never took an, uh, a college art class again. Cause I was like, fuck that. No one's ever going to tell me what my art is finished or not. You know what I mean? And I was so pissed that I have never gone back to drawing or painting again since. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, it's the same, pretty much the same experience I had. Yeah. yeah. And which is beautiful that, you found your outlet now or or that you did and let's get to the, the the ted talk to me which is like is super powerful that you were able to one those of you listening um i'll be putting the link of his ted talk so you guys can check it out i think it's important for you guys to watch this ted talk probably before you even listen to this would be probably more powerful but if not then go back and watch and listen but um that photo of is it the burning tree Tree of fire, yeah. Oh, the tree of fire is that what they call it? Yeah, that thing knocked my socks off. I kept like pausing the screen, like, holy shit, man, such a cool piece. How you got that picture, but then the heartbreaker later of how you know things don't they 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 disappear as much as fast as kind of they were beautifully there, right? And you caught those images when you did, and I mean, it, it's it's awesome because I like how the story started on that path and boom, here you are now. Um, please talk to me about that. And, you know, let's just talk about that shot alone. You know, how, how that came to be. Did you see the photo on my site, like off of the, the geo, off of the web talk? Off of the no. talk? Yeah, I'll send you the link so you can see it in like full detail. Okay. That photo, so I had like if you don't mind send that to me right now via text and I'll, there it is oh so I put it in the chat a link to the, the thing um oh we're like way earlier than my regular wake up time <laughs> so my my regular alarm just went off I'm a night owl so no worries dude. I just leave an eight o'clock alarm so I can say I tried <laughs> um, yeah okay yeah so I just put that in the chat box but uh tree of fire is actually shot after sunset. And I had rented this medium format camera because it's always been a goal of mine. It's on my vision board to go medium format, but it's like a like a $20,000 investment to get the whole package of this bigger camera system. So um, I guess just one of my business tactics is don't spend that money, just go rent it when you need it. So right. I rented the camera for a week when I knew that the light and the, the trees were just exploding with color. And um, did that link work? Yeah, I'm looking at it right oh, now. Cool. It's insane. The, uh, the the different colors in this picture, the contrast, it looks like a CGI painting or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, but these cameras are so powerful. So 
uh, I had gone and just I photographed it after the light, any direct light in the sky was gone. So it was all just sky glow with a long exposure and oh Jesus. And um, long as, how do I even turn these off? It, it would be a longer process and don't, don't even worry about it. Uh, and and just that sky glow. So with that extra exposure, like with the ice cave, I was able to get a whole lot more color. Yeah, that ice cave is insane too, right? So like I saw colors in that that I'm like, how the hell did you find that? And exactly. So these, I don't know. I, I can't wait for other people to see what I'm talking about because I think they're just, they're just like, what's he saying? You know what I mean? Because in the shot of the ice castle, that was the other one that I was like, what is that's insane and i've seen photography you know what i mean I, I i enjoy photography but some of the shots you've taken were to me are some of the craziest i've, I've seen thanks the escape was actually a tinder date <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it just happened to line up that way because um like i said in the ted talk it was super warm and i was afraid to go out there yeah and, um it just happened to be cold enough and then i was like i'm going this way anyway do you want to come it was kind of like the extra motivation to go out there. Uh, but it was really, it's a really easy place to get to, but the combination of events to make that picture happen is really hard to get. Because in the winter up here in Seattle, we don't get sunsets. Yeah. You don't get cloudy sunsets. You either get a, a blue sky every once in a while, or you just get clouds. And, and there was some light, there was just some light in the sky. So I stayed in there and, and took that longer exposure because everything lined up. It would have been silly. I actually left the ice cave. We were in there, we checked it out, and then I was leaving and I saw this light. So we went back and I just stood in there for another like 40 minutes to an hour, just capturing these exposures, waiting for the light to line up. And I have a, a painterly approach to the way I edit and the way I complete things. So I'm always looking for different kinds of contrasts. In, in this case, there was I knew there was pinks and I knew the eyes could be blue. So everything just lined up and I was able to just to make that make that image Pull those colors All the concentric circles they just keep your eye right there right yeah there. yeah it's it's there's something about that image and how it's done you know they they say you know in the film world there's this this perfect forget what it's called but that's exactly what that photo is to me right it's like so drawn into that right down the center and like I, I, my eyes are stuck to it and, and a lot of your photos have this right I imagine that going on that date was like, uh, all right, well, I'm probably not going on date two with this guy. <laughs> I'm kind of bored because I was just sitting there just taking the same picture over and over and over. Right. And so she doesn't understand, like there's sometimes people don't understand the, the I guess, the mind of the creative. And she's probably like, this dude's a square. I've been like, this is dope, dude. Catch that shot. You know? <laughs> Um, I don't know if she thought I was square, but she no, I never went on another date with her. Yeah, no, imagine she's like, he's more focused on this photo than me. And I mean, as what I, I, I would be the same, but dude, there are some photos in here. And actually, I want to invite you to Salt Lake City, Utah, and let me take you to a couple places that I think you can grab some shots that are insane. Cause we have a couple things in Utah that obviously we have the mountains, we have, we have these waterfalls, we have these locations that most people, um, you know, love to go to, but we also have these craters. It's a natural crater, like no joke, like a hole in the ground, scary. So I'm looking at right now, one of your photos, it's in, uh, it's called World's End. It's North Shore 
Oahu, Hawaii. This is this terrifying image to me, right? This is what scary movies are made of. If you don't know this location, because I don't personally, it looks like a hole in the earth and you're going to fall in. And so this reminded me of like some of the, the, the little caverns and craters we have. Tell me about this photo, man. That photo was terrifying. Okay. So that that place is so that's Stocks Cove, right? And in the summer, in that you can dive into that hole, and I have. You can dive into that hole. It takes about a minute and a half to go down, go through the blue hole, which is this big cavern underneath the lava, and swim out the other side. Oh hell no! Yeah, so you can people scuba dive it, or you can free dive it, so, and I've done both. And the water is super calm, right? But in the sum, in the in the winter when the waves come, it is a completely different experience. Um, the waves are 15, 20 feet at times. Well, no, not really that high, but they're, they're, they, they crash against that wall and they have these huge 15, like 20 foot blasts of water, right? Yeah. Um, on that wall in Sharks Cove and people are always getting washed off and, and, and hurt really bad yeah. by the lava rock. And then over here in this space where that, um, where that lava tube goes down, it is surreal. So you're standing there looking at the water, sort of gauging it, and you're looking straight out at the edge of that that lava platform. And when you're out there, the ocean, I'm trying to do this for the ocean is like this, but then when the, when the tide goes out or when the wave goes out, the ocean drops. Yeah. And it looks like a street going down under a tunnel. And then it just rises up in this slow, like um, unstoppable force. It comes up and then it wells over and it shoots forward. And I got there at the beginning of winter to take that photo. So it was just as the waves were getting bigger and bigger. So there were like five foot swells would come over the edge, shoot across the water. And then I would move out with the receding water, put my camera down and take a picture as everything drained in and drained out. And then I would have to retreat again. That's, you know? Yeah, that, it's freaking, I, I've spent a lot of time on the beach and there's areas here that's like, you spend, it's just like that but not as awesome looking, right? Where if you're on the rock at the wrong time, you're going to get swept out of there. The waves are going to hit you. And if you're on the right time, it's just an awesome place to just hang out, catch the sunset and enjoy it. And in my head, I'm thinking of this as you're talking. I'm like, have you ever filmed any of this? That's actually on YouTube. So um, I think I have like a little like video where I was like, this is what's happening out here. And um, it's not as terrifying in video as it was in person. <laughs> oh, for but, sure. Uh, I think you can create this incredible documentary we got to do like an episode you got to allow me if you come to salt lake i'm gonna film what you do we'll do it together we'll hike adventure find a spot take this picture i don't care how many hours it takes we'll get this shot in the end people will get that satisfaction of watching the final shot of what we did yeah. and i want to do that all right you're gonna let me do that with you yeah yeah because well, i want to start let me do that with you that's my question oh bro so i I believe in this whole veteran movement that I'm doing and I want to highlight and is these veterans doing just cool stuff. Right. And I want to be, I want to be taken on the adventure with them. You know, I want to show for me, this is almost therapy. I mean, I imagine for you, this has had to be some kind of, it, it, it's a release is, is it's a, it's a, it's something that's so valuable to me. I, I, I find right now that it's therapeutic and thinking of it just like, God, us hiking for, seven hours for the perfect shot and then for someone to see the final result to me that's like the climax of like yes that's so badass man i don't know how do you feel about that um it's weird i have this mental issue i suppose that i'm just kind of recognizing now you know through like growing up and journaling and stuff but i have a very delayed response to to gratification yeah 
Um, and I don't know when that started. So like that, that feeling sometimes comes at random times. Yeah. You know, and then, and then sometimes it doesn't come at all, but right. I'm very process oriented. So it's like, I know I want to accomplish this thing. And part of what got me into photography was just the process of trying to win. It's like, I want to be better than yeah. around me. Like I would go and shoot in Hawaii and I'd stand in line and they'd, I'd stand at the beach and there'd be like 50 photographers. So my goal in, in getting, the reason I got better at photography was like, I don't want to have the same picture as all of them. Yeah, so I, yeah. I just keep pushing. And that's the part that really kind of satisfies me a lot. Um, you know, and, and it used to be that hiking and, and being out and like I did this eight day hike in Alaska and it was like across these glaciers and over these mountains and, and all this stuff. And I realized out there, like I thought I would go out there and be able to like escape myself. And this is like one of the first times I realized that when you go and you travel, you still take your brain with you. Yeah. So like the, the, the only time I really feel like I'm escaping is, is when there's nothing else that you have to completely focus. That's why I liked free diving in Hawaii a lot. I feel like I'm way off of your question, but no, no, I, no. I don't know when, I don't know when that feeling comes, that satisfaction comes. And I'm sure there's, there's gotta be other people who feel this way, but it Bro, does. And it comes in waves, you know, you're talking to I know when I'm done with a photo, when I get excited about it, maybe that's it. Yeah, I, that's what I think, right? If in the video console in my head is when you're done editing it and you're proud of that, like when you're like, this is the one, that's, that to me is the, the, the finish, I guess. To me, that is the climax of like, there you go. Now you can see it. Now you can see the way I visioned it. Here you go. It's like you're handing it off to us to say, this is what I was, this is what I, this is what I suffered for. This is what I struggled for. This is what I waited for all these minutes, all these hours to have this perfect image it takes time. Some people don't understand that, right? Some people can't even put that into, for them, most people who don't appreciate art are probably just like, oh, well, that's a cool shot. Like, you know, that shot's done when I say it's done. When I, when I give it to you, this is my final product where I'm proud of. I, I think to me, look, you're talking to a guy that has 20 different businesses that, that goes nonstop all damn day. And I know you probably don't know too much about me, but I'm the guy that's still chasing that. When am I done? Like my wife is like, man, you, you don't stop. And I don't know if that's a psychological thing. I don't know if that's a healing process. I don't know if I'm just running away from my traumas in my past. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm still trying to figure that out as I go. As my life has continued to evolve, I'm on a TV show. I have a podcast. I have a book. I do speaking all over. It doesn't matter. I'm not satisfied for some reason. And I'm not chasing fame. It has nothing to do with that. It has something to do with <clears throat> chasing complacency. I'm chasing and, and complacency in, in my world kills so i'm scared to be like all right i'm done right and so it's this really interesting thing and on the artistic brain of creating film and television um i'm there's so much stories that are in me from my past that i want to tell in a different light you know what i'm saying and and it's just i see some of that in your art in your in your paintings and in in some of these pictures are just actually in your pictures i think they're just insane do you think you're chasing value I don't know, right? Like that's a great, you know, I don't know. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Cause I have this, I have this issue or I've always had this issue since leaving the military that I'm not doing anything important anymore. Right. Like well, not, that's, even, not even remotely. That's a lot of us, right? That's a lot of our, our transition struggle. I love that. I didn't even think, I, mean, I love the way you said that. Some of you guys out there listening later on, you better take notes because chasing value, right? I, um, you know, there's, a sense of fulfillment in serving others 
right? And I mean, that's where these podcasts even came from in the first place. Like, let me help others trying to, trying to, let me, let me tell their story because there's something about serving others that has filled me with, with joy and, and, you know, Mike Simmons is seeking to leave a legacy of value, right? Like, I don't know, my kids are so important to me, but like, what are their thoughts of me when I'm gone? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it going to be proud of like everything I've done or was dad so focused on this mission that he didn't give the kids, you know, his time? I don't know. And part of it, I believe is the fact of the struggle of transitioning and, and trying to find, I guess, normalcy again, I, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just had a similar discussion. Um, I got brought onto a project called contribute to it's like a, a project to support artists. Yeah. Um, by this other entrepreneur um, and I looked at her resume and she's like, I built medical stuff that saved people and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, wow, you, she's telling, she's telling me that I've done like really great, amazing things. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> you save people's lives. I've just been taking photographs and writing my book and I teach an art class and that's it, a business class. But yeah, I think, um, and I, I was telling her, it's like, I'm always, I'm looking or searching how do how do I actually contribute? Yeah. And I guess I still really haven't figured that out. Well, to me, your your contribution is continuing to to be the best version of you for guys like me to be inspired by. Like I'm inspired by this, and I didn't know who you were until you reached out to me. Right? We we had no connection. We were veterans, but it's such a broad statement. It's all over the place. There there's veterans all over the place. I think it's unfair that veterans like you aren't on a, on a pedestal and told like, Hey, you guys love art. Go follow this guy. He can look what he's done with it. Because I think there's, there's a lot of value in what you've already accomplished. Like looking at your, 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 uh, the ice cave that to me is like, okay, I need that on my wall. Cause that is my moment of like peace. It's beautiful. Right. And there's something about you that your art is valuable. Like, I'm the same when it comes to people like, man, you do so much for veterans. I'm like, do I? Like, do I really? I don't know. I just, I just kind of live to be me, right? And as much as I want to help veterans, I don't have the money to do what I would love to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would love to build this rec center where veterans can hang out, a lounge. In my head, like, I'm not done until I get to that point. But um, then this comes along and I'm like, dude, you, you inspire me right now with, with your art and your photos is just... It seriously is freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean, go ahead. I think what I really love about the ice cave experience is that the balance between the danger and and the the beauty. Um, yeah, I think that I think that might be what I done. Like that that place was freaking dangerous. Well, it looks like you know the feeling I get looking at it right now as we're talking. If I was sitting in that room, you would feel so insignificant as a human being in a world that is so massive around us, right? Like that all the time. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm sitting here watching this cave, looking through it, seeing the mountain in the background, seeing the trees. And those trees look like they're so small, but to know how big they are, you know, in reality, and you're in this cave of just like vulnerability, right? Like the cave is, it makes me feel safe right now. Imagine a caveman. This is what I imagine like these movies of a caveman just like coming out and like, holy shit, this world is so vast. And that's this photo. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go look at your site on this photo. I want to put this somewhere in my house or my office. Cause I think this photo to me is, is super powerful and it feels good looking at it. Right. It makes me feel good inside. Shit. Well, dude, tell me, tell me about this book. Oh man, this okay. So we'd have to switch gears kind of completely. Let's do it. So 
I finished my master's degree in 2014, right? Um, and uh, I, my, my art career or whatever was just sort of starting 2012 when I realized I couldn't get a job. And I was convinced that I should go get a master's degree because then I'd be more employable. I have an MSOL, so organizational leadership. Um, but I went to this school and I was using the, the, the VA, the GI Bill. And after my master's, I was like, I did the whole travel thing. Yeah. What I actually did was I convinced my school my my school dean that um, I could finish my master's degree online, like virtually, yeah. because Argosy University has a campus in Hawaii, but it is ostensibly like a like a tele school or online school. So I so I traveled on the GI Bill, started traveling, and then and then I finished my degree and I kept going. And at the end of 2014, um, I was I had I was in a state of mind that. I was coming home, I was in Stockholm, and I had done this traveling thing because I was trying to generate business while yeah. I was out there. So I went to Italy and I spoke to people, I went to Dubai and I had this big, like huge opportunity uh, art sale and where I got my first major lesson in business uh, where uh, it's not over until they pay you. Yeah. So I got this big sale in Dubai and they were going to pay me at the end of the month. So I was like, oh, this is a great big bunch of money. I'm going to keep traveling. And I went to Italy and I went to Morocco and I went to Spain and then I didn't get paid and I went way over my budget and I had a super stressful like month. And I was just, I had to go to Albiano Air Force Base because I had a friend there because I went broke. My mother-in-law is there right now. Oh, that place is not what I thought it was going to be. Like everyone's, everyone's like, let's go to Albiano, get a station at Albiano. And I went there and it's, it's ugly and boring. <laughs> You're, you are in Italy. Um, anyway, so I was on my way home from that, you know, basically failure. Yeah. And I was sitting in an airport with this like wry sense of humor and, and mad at the world or maybe a little bit whatever. And I've, I was like looking at my surroundings and in front of me was this old guy who like all white hair with a big beard, super refined looking, like most interesting man in the world. And then the waitress was this angry purple haired woman and then people were like in in stockholm in the airport you you'd get on a scooter or, or old people have scooters like the type kids go in the driveway with yeah with the basket in front that they put their um luggage in and they're like scooting around the airport like it's the jetsons or something <laughs> and uh and i just started writing it down and then i created i guess this sort of stream of consciousness in person observation story uh without like editing my thoughts and yeah. I posted that on Facebook and that was really like people for some reason online they don't like my photography like I don't I don't my social media sucks in terms of my my photography work or, or what have you but people really responded to this writing and they they liked it and it turned into this six-year project of me being honest and writing my thoughts down as I was experiencing things as I lived life and traveled and, and whatnot um, and that book became Naked Thoughts, which is which is this. I don't know if this is video, but this is what the yeah, book. It, it is video, definitely. Let me see. The, let me see. I'm I'm probably gonna edit this down because I think it's a really cool podcast. Nice. Um, well, I guess I could do it like this. No, you're so fine. That's my face uh, <laughs> with a, a bunch of different like emotional expressions, and I just yep. put it all together in this collage thing. Um, uh, where can someone get that? Amazon. I can order on Amazon. Yeah, right. I'm gonna like, order that today. Um, yeah, so so the 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 book uh, is the, these sort of short stories. Yeah, and um, like in one of them, I talk about one night stands, and then in another one, I talk about doing drugs on my birthday, 
and then walking in the street or you know it's just these random events over over the years where i just got into that same frame of mind and how, uh, how's the response been for it um really good actually i mean marketing is, is a pain in the ass but i think it's got like 30 something five-star reviews um, beautiful marketing and oh, is, mike just put the link in there yep i got it i'm actually looking at it right now and i am ordering it right but that is the thing is marketing in books is a pain in the butt. I, I've done it. I, you know, I have several books and uh, you know, I, you know, the thing is with books and what I've done, I write them, post them, forget about them. It's to me in, in the art space of like my writing, I'm like, would it be nice for, for this thing to make a lot of money? Yeah, of course. It's always nice to make a lot of money. Um, would it be nice to be respected in, as a writer? Yeah, that would feel really good. Like the affirmation would feel good. But at the same time, I didn't write it for it. So, you know, I just let it out into the world and let it exist. It's like a photo. You take that, you, you create the, the, the best version of that that you're happy with and let it out into the world and see how people receive it. I think that's the, the world of an artist is, is – uh, you know, if you expect, if there's high expectations, there's a lot of heartbreak. <laughs> well, yes and no. I have to, I have to be, con I have to contend against that because um, I teach a course called the Art of Selling Art, which is a business course for artists. And I'm yeah. not, I'm not like promoting that right now. What I'm saying is that you can't, I can't let that go. I can't go and uh, create it and then see what kind of world, because it's, it's, it is a business. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. So I have to turn that I have to turn that creative part off and then be like, okay, how do I make this new piece exist in a way that it can support me? You know, no, I, mean? I, I respect that, right? Because that's probably what I'm doing wrong. Oh, and 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 no, in my head, I'm just like, it would be nice to make money, but eh, you know, and I should turn the creative side off and say, no, I deserve to make money. You know what I mean? I deserve to make money off my art. It's hard for me. Yeah. What I, what I tell everybody is after you've made it, it's not art anymore, at least not in the, in the business sense. It's, um, and now it's a product and, yeah. and then you got to do what you do with products. And that's and, hard for me. That's super yeah. hard. That's so hard for me because I, I tell people, they, they ask about my music, right? I write these songs. Uh, I have a producer that helps me. I'm heading out today to go do another song. And they're, they're, I don't even know what genre you call it because I just kind of let it exist and what it is. And people are like, you should really focus on music. And for me, it's like, well, when it becomes work, uh, I have the, the passion kind of turns into create for money and not for the passion of it. And that's what I'm scared of, I guess. I'm scared of that, that realm of creating and it now turning into like, oh, you have to create another song. And they're like, oh, here we go. And losing its authenticity of what I'm trying to do with it. What would you mm -hmm. teach? Someone, what would you tell someone that that struggles with that? Only do what you love. Yeah. Right. You can. You can. I think you have to love business too. Yeah. And then, and then you're still doing what you love while you're being capitalistic. I suppose. Um, right. I I won't even take a picture anymore if I'm not into the actual idea of it. Right. Uh, so like I I can I've narrowed down what I want to create so that. Uh, so that the whole process becomes just like a loving, nurturing thing. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if, if I'm using the right words, but um, part of, let's say the ice cave, for instance, part of that's life cycle as part of what it is, it's going out and finding people like you who love it. And it's not going to do that on its own. So you have yeah. to do it. You have to, you have to give it the push. And it's, just, I'm like raising, I'm raising an art piece in its, in its own, in its own way. <laughs> 
So beautiful. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna hate them when they're 18, bro. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it is. It is a struggle, though. Um, but I, I think I've heard people say this before, and I, and I've never really thought about it that much. But I don't think it stifles my creativity. Yeah. But if anything, it focuses to keep me from getting distracted by creating all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, the other thing I wanted to make sure we circle back to the TED talk that was emotionally like, damn, is when you take these beautiful photos of the, the ice cave or, or, or the, the, uh, the dance, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, you know, and then you come back to that spot and it's no longer there. Um, please take me, take me through that, the feeling of you capturing this beautiful image and then going back to it later and it's no longer there. I mean, how does that feel for you in, in, in the thought process behind that? And, and part of that TED talk was that? Uh, I think it's, it's kind of just, you, you recognize that things don't last forever. Yeah. And some things are beautiful because you know, they won't be around. I was going to say that, right. There's kind of a beauty in that, in the fact that, you know, Oh, you, that moment right there was, it's, was, it's prime and you know this is kind of life in its own right like it, it, you know if it's not a metaphor for life that's what it would be yeah um you know like i like i what's funny about the ted talk is there was actually and i skipped a whole minute of it during the talk i just spaced on it but yeah. what i was going to say in that in that part is that i don't um i don't typically go back to places that i photographed yeah because i don't have that stuff i don't have that I get, like you said commitment earlier or that drive to go back but I always think about going back I always yeah. want to go back it's in my head as like this thing I might do because it was so pretty and that experience was like wonderful but I, I kind of also know that going back won't be the same yeah you know like that that one photo with the sunrise just hitting that tree that not monolith yeah what, um, what do you call that one what's that the name of that you called it first light yes yeah in the in the TED talk I say it wrong that's yeah, yeah. I call the first two pictures dance. The dance, right? Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, I can't fix it, but that's just how it happened. Um, Bro, speaking in public is—I always have a plan. It's like they say in the military: uh, all plans fail upon first contact in the enemy. <laughs> they say action. I go, oh crap. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was my first time too. Oh, dude, you did great. I loved it. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, like I know I'm not I'm never gonna go back and have it even before it fell and, and is gone. Um, I know I'm never gonna go have that experience. It's not gonna be the same when I go back. Uh, but I do feel like it's almost like chagrin or or you know that feeling when you just like figures. You, you know, you know, something happens and you're like, oh that fucking figures. Yeah, you know, like just just another punch in the gut, like all of 2020, I guess. It's yeah. like, oh well shit, that's gone, you know, what the hell? It's it's like that, it's like that adrenaline dump that you 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 chase and continue to chase and you seem to never get there again, right? To me, it's like I imagine it's like I don't know. You show up the second time, you're like, yeah, it was never gonna be as good as that first time, and I didn't appreciate as much that first time as I should have, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like it it sucks. It does suck. Like that forest was beautiful, and I do wish other people could see it. Um, I know that camping on that beach at Rialto is not going to be the same for anyone, yeah, as it was for everyone before. Right. Like that that tree was just an incredible feat of nature. Like you know, one of the seven wonders of the world or something. There's there's a tree growing out of a 
10 foot wide monolith that's 100 feet in the air just one tree that's growing it how did it happen yeah it's fucking incredible yeah yeah well that's the thing i i want to talk to you offline later about i would love to film that piece with you um if it's just a one episode kind of documentary concept of what you and the beauty of your art and take me along with you so i can experience it because i genuinely appreciate what you do I do, and most people don't probably understand the artistic side of me. Uh, I've grown up loving artists and, and what they do in any form that is. And what you do and you being a veteran and us connected in the space of just how it happened. Um, yeah, I would love to go further into that and, and be there with you when you catch one of these iconic images and just know that that was a part of my life that I was able to catch too. Yeah, I am 100% down. Just give me an excuse to get in my car and go somewhere. That, that's all I need. Well, you're not far from me, man. I, I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, so it'll be it'll be perfect. An hour drive. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like four hours or something like that. I don't know. From Seattle. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, then hell yeah. Yeah, it's only like four or five hours, something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe more. Whatever. It's it's a fun drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, we're gonna wrap this up, man. Please. Uh, if you want to promote anything, uh, any page, any social media, whatever you can. And then we talked about, we'll probably add a link uh, that people can go find from this, from this podcast so they can go see, see whatever. So however you want to do that, I want to give you that opportunity. I already bought your book as we were talking. I, I, I purchased it. I'm excited to, to read it. I'm an avid reader. Uh, it's it's so very I'll, different. <laughs> I'll, get, uh, I'll warn you. Well, um, I wrote my book. My book is called Light the Fuse, right? And it is written in how I speak. I didn't want it to be this literature. I'm like, no, you're going to read it as if we're having a conversation. So if I throw a fuck in there, it's there, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And so also Mike just said it's a 12 hour drive, whatever, whatever. That's what one book, uh, audio book. We're good. <laughs> I got a spare. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have a, a few places and a few things that I could promote or whatever, but I just, really enjoy these conversations obviously i have the book naked thoughts um that's on amazon and then all of the work that we've been talking about is on jasonmatias.com yeah. and i'll make a page for for you and for um all of your listeners would be jasonmatias.com slash vincent vargas and uh and people can go in and stop in there and you know see the conversation and whatnot and i guess anyone who comes from you you know will give them like a 10 percent discount on my work but as, I mean, for veterans is the only discount I actually give out mostly is, is 15%. So um, that's the deepest I go. And that's for veterans and, and any of my work, like the pieces behind me. Um, and then there's all the social medias, you know, real Jason Matias on Instagram. And yeah. I don't even use Twitter. So it's just Instagram and Facebook for me. I'm going to, I'm going to probably post a picture. You know, my, my, my social media is on a weird schedule and I manage it. And I also have other people managing, but I want to throw that photo in there. Would you mind sending me, you know, a decent resolution, not not the a full resolution, because I want to pay for that and I want to be able to, you know, get something. But I would love something that I can post on my social media so I can kind of direct them to you even before this podcast goes out. I just, I just, I really, that photo uh, is super powerful for me, and I want to show you the gratitude of having you on the podcast and reaching out and us now connected. Um, I, I would definitely love to send people your way. Yeah, I'll text it to you. Cool. Um, I appreciate that a lot. No, no worries, dude. Thank you so much. Um, I didn't know where this conversation would go, uh, but I did. I did enjoy the fact that it just went. You know what I mean? And uh, I enjoy 
that we have plans now and we have to figure out those and let's make those happen. Uh -huh. and, and I think this is going to be a really cool thing. So I just got a camera. I'm just learning how to do my own docu style videos. I have an editor who's going to be editing them. And I would love to one of those first adventures be with you out there in, in, in a place I don't hike. So I'm going to, I'm going to just figure it out and we're going to catch a shot. And uh, in my head, this, this story already is gorgeous. And so I'm excited for that final project. Me too, man. You got me excited now. <laughs> awesome, brother. Thank, <laughs> thank you for joining me on the Vinny Rock Podcast, brother. And uh, I'll let you know when this is uploaded and we'll get it going. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you like soon, really soon. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I took the blow.